recorded live in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Trivial Warfare. More than just a pub quiz, Trivial Warfare is your gateway to a worldwide trivia community. Join your hosts, Jonathan. Take these broken wings, it's Mr. Mister. Broken wings. Son of a beasting. Chris. I thought it was about a tree falling. I thought I was talking about a person going down. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Carmella. My vodka is telling me that no, they didn't. And the answer is yes, they were in 1854. You lied to me. Ben. Jonathan was literally, he was literally about to break things. He wasn't kidding. He was about to get it from his desk and destroy something valuable. (laughs) And the rest of the Trivial Warfare Army for another week of fun and games. Now here's your host, Jonathan Oaks. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Trivial Warfare. We are the podcast that takes the pub quiz out of the pub and brings it home to you. My name is Jonathan and I am here today with Mr. Chris Hollister. Hello, Chris. Hey, Jonathan. It's good to be back. How are you doing? Welcome back, my friend. Thank you. I am here with Miss Carmella Smith. Hello, Carmella. Hello, boys. Hello. I am here today with Mr. Ben Young. Hey, Ben. What's happening, Chief? That's <laughs> my, my hustle man, Tracy Morgan. Okay. Pick up the pieces. Pick up the pieces. And we are here joined in-house. This is going to become a thing, I think, because it's going to happen two recordings in a row. In-house, we have the Colonel, Mike Sleeper. Hello, Mike. Hello. Thank you for the honor. And when I say in-house, I mean literally in my living room, like sitting next to my kids' toys. So I'm so sorry. That's a thing. (laughs) The Hungry Hungry Hippos, by the way. If uh, if he asks the names of the hippos, they're right there. Yeah. By the way, Sebastian is not that good in that game. Right, I destroyed him when I babysat last time. <laughs> destroyed him. Good. You're better than a four year old. Exactly. <laughs> He's five. He's thank five, you very now much. You just five. Come on. He lets you in. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. That's a distinct possibility. All right. So, Mike, why don't you tell everybody about yourself? Where are you from? What do you do? I am from Augusta, Georgia, and I a uh, little geek for the government, and I um, I run a little bit of trivia on the side. Okay. Geek for the government? I don't know what that means, but it sounds cool. Sometimes it is. Sometimes? Okay. He, he might be a secret agent. He's you part of the deep not... state that we were talking oh about. Oh, my God. He's Louis Deep State. <laughs> you, might not, you might not be allowed to ask specifically what he does. Because deep State Turkleton. Not, not Louis. It's Huey. Huey Deep State. I still forgot his name. By the way, his name is Huey Long, Ben. Don't ever let me forget that oh again. My God. No, I, I can't. It's like Howie Long, except Huey. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because they're close. Football player. You connected to it's a football like player. It's like Huey Lewis, but only long. <laughs> anyway. Well, Howie like long, Huey Lewis, only that so Howie Long is on the same sports show as Terry Bradshaw, who went to college in Louisiana. So there's your connection. That's deep. Howie, that's Huey way long, too Howie long. long no. Terry Bradshaw, Louisiana. That, you want that's me to, way too long. You, that's how I'm going to remember. He it. wants me to remember six things in order to remember one. I got it. It I'm works done. for Kevin Bacon, and it'll work for you. No, it won't. <laughs> you see that rabbit hole? All of us just jumped in it. Mike's just going, it, this was about me. So, Mike, tell us about your trivia show. Uh, so, uh, unlike a lot of folks, I never did Quiz Bowl. I never did any of that. Never got into trivia. Um, just did a bit of theater and some other stuff and I was hanging out at a bar one night with a buddy of mine who, who owned a, or, or worked at a restaurant and we played some trivia drinking a beer and he said 
this is pretty cool. And I said, yeah, but there's that problem, that problem. I said, you should do it at your place and do it like this, this, and this. And he said, well, will you come do it for me? And I said, well, will you pay me and give me beer? He said, yeah. And that was eight years ago. And so <laughs> that's how it started. That's exactly how it got that started. That is so cool. It's a beer and a dream. <laughs> pay and beer. And so, you know, about eight years later, we run about uh, seven shows a week over five different nights. Uh, I've got uh, five great people working for me, and we have a blast. That's fantastic. Are these awesome. shows all in the Augusta area? Uh, some We've got one in Columbia. Uh, we're looking at expanding to Savannah, Georgia, um, but most of them are all in the Metro Augusta area, Aiken area. You can feel free to expand into Jacksonville, Florida, I'm just saying. Yep. Uh, well, we can, and, and again, hint, you know, hint, nudge, nudge, know what I mean? Well, again, I come here today with a lot of anxiety and trepidation because <laughs> oh, we no. do... I, we do trivia for the masses. Okay. I mean, you guys are like the trivia gods. Don't go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So whoa. not true. Well, you know, I... Oh, we're going to prove you wrong in just a few minutes. <laughs> and so a lot of what we do is is pop culture, and I really do a lot of multiple choice, and we try to make sure that everybody walks away knowing a good portion, or, or, or at least something, because it's about a show, it's about the experience, sure. and having a great time. And so right. now I'm, you know, here with, like, real awesome trivia players. And, so, and Penn. Uh, that's rude that's great it's accurate it's also accurate what see that what what you just did though you're nervous you just made me nervous because what you just described is the game that chris is good at and carmela's really good at too ben and i no that's not my honestly i'm good at lots of stuff that's true (laughs) i i am not i'm good at like the history stuff the stuff you should have learned in school stuff yeah the oh boy i'm humped it's all right I hope so. So we're about I like to find out a lot. Well, you know how they say those who uh, those who can't teach. In, in my case, it's those who can't host. host. There you yeah. go. I should, I should become a trivia <laughs> host. <laughs> well, dude, you would be amazing at that, man. Right, we'll talk later. Amazing. I, I'm, I might have to, I might have to set I up do. a satellite uh, Mike Sleeper uh, trivia in Jacksonville. Hey, <laughs> we, we 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 can do some exchanges. We'll, 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 awesome. Yeah, we'll, t- we'll talk later. You, you you joke a little. Ben likes making money. Yeah, ben will go to great lengths to make money. I worked three jobs already. I could tack another one on there. No problem. All right. All right. Well, let's go ahead, guys. It is time, I think, for Warm It Up, Ben. I mean, Chris. It's time to warm it up. A trivial warfare today. And there's only one person who can warm it up for the TWA. And that's Chris. Sometimes Jonathan. So actually, Jonathan does not remember me telling him this, but I got giddy when I saw this. Ben, Jonathan, and I went and played at a place called Top Golf a couple weeks ago. We had a really nice time. It was great. We saw some friends of ours, and it was a, it was really a lot of fun. And this email came up while we were there, and it's from Alan Brown. So Alan, thank you very much. I'm excited about this question. Thanks, says, Alan. Hey, Alan gave us a list of trucker lingo. And uh, he thinks it would be a lot of fun for us to if I give you the term name and then you have to figure out what it means. That's fantastic. All right. Cool. So, all right. Mike, you get to go first. I get to play? Yes, absolutely. That's the whole cool. point about being the host. Yeah. Yours is affirmative. Uh, affirmative as in like, yes? <laughs> is that- yes is a 100% correct. <laughs> well done. I'd just like to say, if this is the level of difficulty, I'm not missing one of these. <laughs> All right, Ben. All locked up. All locked up? Yes, all locked up. That can mean a number of things. But what does I'm it mean? I'm pretty sure it means what you're does it mean all locked up. What does it mean to trucker lingo? So I, I guess it's related to like 
if you clinch like in, in baseball, if you if you have a game, uh, if you clinch playoffs, something like even that. Like, yeah, that's what I was thinking <laughs> too. I was like, "What are you clinching at, man?" Oh, they are truckers. Like you, <laughs> you, almost, you almost hit somebody and you Does clinch because you, you're nervous. You finish securing whatever load you have to the truck. All right, that is incorrect. Anybody want to try to take? Uh, anyone want to try to take a guess? The only lock it up I are well, this is all locked up. I know lock it up, which means be quiet. Mm. All locked up. Is it has anything to do with your brakes? It does not. <laughs> it means the way station is closed. It's all locked up. Oh. All right. Oh, the way station. Yes. Where they Okay. Okay. Where they've lost their way. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> all right, uh, Jonathan. Yes. You get anteater. <laughs> anteater. See, he got affirmative. I got I anteater. I was going to be nice to the trivia host, man. Come on. Oh, Mama man. didn't raise a dummy. Well, that's debatable. Yeah, big Man, I don't know what an anteater is. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. All right. I see something like with a pointy shape or a pointy nose mm. kind of thing, a proboscis. But I got nothing, dude. I'm, right. I'm like running on empty. I'm like Jackson Brown over here. Gotcha. Well, you're running on empty. I got it. Okay. Anteater and anteater is a Kenworthy T600. This truck was named so because of its sloped hood and was one of the first trucks with an aerodynamic design. It's also known as an aardvark. Okay. All you had to do was say truck. Uh, Carmella. Yes. Alligator. Is that another kind of truck? It is not another kind of truck, no. So it's not a truck. Is it uh, mudflaps? It is not (laughs) mudflaps, no. I have a guess. Okay, go for it, Ben. Is it like see you later, alligator? It is not see you later, alligator. Because yeah, truckers good. always say that. <laughs> All right, Mike. Ten four. See it, you later, alligator. Is it a trucker wearing fashionable shoes? <laughs> it's not a trucker wearing fashionable shoes. Jonathan, do you have a guess? Uh, no. All right. It's uh, it's debris on the road. I don't know if you've ever heard of road gators or not, but that's I what I grew heard, up with. I have heard gators. of that. All right. So, Mike, you get back door. <laughs> Does this go along with the clinchers? Um. <laughs> <laughs> This is another word for anus. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Back door. Uh, is it by chance uh, an alternate route around a way stop? No, that is not. But that was really specific. I'm impressed with that. So anybody else have a guess about backdoor? Nope. I've heard of 10-4 backdoor, but I, I never knew what it meant. All right. Uh-huh. It means that somebody is behind you. So there's a bear at your back door. Oh. By the way, if there's a bear at my back door, I'm running or like driving my truck really fast. All right, Ben, mm-hmm. because I was kind of hard on you the first time around, you get Bambi. Bambi? Bambi. A deer? A doe, a deer, a female deer that is dead or alive. Good job. Jonathan. <laughs> okay. okay. You get bear. That's a policeman. That is a policeman. Well done. All right. Uh, Carmela, you get a bear bait. I'm sorry, bear bite. Traffic ticket? It is a speeding ticket. Well done. See, now you guys are in here. All right. All right. So let's see. Uh, Mike, you get a bear in the air. Uh, Would that be a police helicopter? It is a police helicopter. Nice job. Are there any more (laughs) bear-related Oh, there's about six of them in here. I'm giving that (laughs) last. That's the last one. Don't worry. All right. Ben, you get bird dog. Bird dog. That dog's going to hunt. Is that like a spy or like a... You're close. It's like a spotter, something like that. It's not a spotter, no. Jonathan, you had any idea? No, I actually thought a spotter was going to be the best I was going to come okay. up with. It's a radar detector. It's basically the same That's thing. That's a spotter. 
That's a spotter. I've never heard of a radar well, detector. A spotter, a, spotter. a spotter is the person who's looking for the speeder, and then there's another car that'll go do the chasing. Oh, okay, gotcha. Well, and I thought a radar detector was just like the, 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 yeah, the thing in the car that in, tells in your you car. that. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about on the on not not the policeman's side. You're talking about on the. Well, in all fairness, okay. I don't know. Because Ben and I were so. both thinking radar gun. Oh, okay, gotcha. Jonathan, you get Billy Big Rigger. <laughs> That's my boy back that, from... That, that's uh, your new trivia team name. Back, <laughs> back from 1996, Billy and I had some really good times. Do you remember any of them? No. Is it um, Is it a wide load? It is not. Anybody else have an idea for... Mike, you look like you might know what a Billy Big Rigger is. No, I was just wondering if he hung out with BJ and the Bear. That's a possibility. <laughs> Faux show. And Chico and the Man. All right. No, it's a term for a super trucker, one who brags about himself or has his big, fast, shiny truck. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So, Carmela. Yes. You get Bubba. Uh, trucker? Well, it could be. It's another driver. <laughs> we'll do a couple more. Mike, you get brush your teeth and comb your hair. Wow. Um... Uh, we kind of just talked about it, as a matter of fact. We kind of just talked about we it. We did. Uh, okay, if we talked about it, and I was in the room? You were. <laughs> I promise, you were here. Um, all I can think about is mm, uh, going to a truck stop, morning hygiene. Um, <laughs> it is shooting vehicles with a radar gun. I thought we talked about it. No, we, about no, 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 we talked we about talked it. We talked about just that. Did not make that connection. I would have thought actually going into a way station. In other, yeah, in other words, you got to be on your best behavior. You got to brush your teeth and comb your hair. Wow. I don't know anything about trucker lingo. I guess you don't, man. All right. Cash register for you, Ben. You like the cash. Straight cash, homie? (laughs) Cash register. Cash register. I don't know. It's where you register your cash. No no answer. No answer? No answer. It's a toll booth. No. Man. So you actually use a term with more syllables than (laughs) what it means. (laughs) Makes a lot of sense. All right, Jonathan? Yes. You get commercial company. Commercial company. Commercial company. Uh, the boss? Like the, the, the person who owns the trucking company? Nope. Commercial company is a prostitute. Oh. <laughs> I had no okay. idea. They okay. have terms for everything. My goodness. Well, you have to pay for your company, so. No, I, I understood where it no, made sense to, after he said it. You have to pause for commercials. There you go. All right, Carmela, crotch rocket. A motorcycle. A motorcycle built for speed. Absolutely correct. All right, we'll do one more round, and we will call it a day. Let's see, Mike, you get double nickel. A speed limit of 55? I can't drive 55. That's 100% correct. All right, so uh, Ben, your last one is dragon wagon. Dragon wagon. No answer. No answer. Anybody have an idea about dragon wagon? The uh, the U-Haul thing? It's close. It's a tow a truck. Oh. Tow truck. Oh, dragging. Like, okay. Yes. Dragging. Wagging. <laughs> the dragging wagging. All right, Jonathan. Since it's one of our favorite scores, uh, our bets in, uh, the, in the gauntlet, I'm going to give you the number 42. Jackie Robinson. <laughs> um, Douglas Adams. Why would a trucker say 42. Four, two. I don't know. All right. Uh, 42 means yes or okay. Yes so does a free. Okay. You gave him affirmative. So not 10, four, but 42. Why, why? Affirmative, 10, four, 42. All right. 
Now, Kamrala, your last one is go-go juice. Uh, that is, I like something caffeinated. Uh, coffee or a stimulant or a... It is, no, it is none of those. Energy drink. Cocaine. It is not cocaine either. Is it, is it gasoline? That's not a juice. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's gasoline. It is gasoline. Okay. Oh. All right. All right, Joe. Oh, why didn't you give Ben go-go juice? He finally got one. Well, I... I didn't get one. I, I, I'm sorry, Ben. I would have given you go-go juice if I knew. Uh, yeah. That, my friends, is your warmer of Chris' question of the episode. Thank you very much, Thank Alan. You, Appreciate Alan. it. Thank you, Alan. Thank you. All right, guys, today's game is a special game. It's a special game. We don't have anybody on the computer. Everybody is in the house. We have Carmela and Chris versus Jonathan and Ben with Mike hosting the game. And it is time to play the game. Play us. Oh, yeah. Y'all know what time it is. This is Mr. Literature himself cordially inviting you to the game. This is six rounds of trivia goodness. Three questions per round. Every right answer gets you 10 points. In the middle, we'll take a pause for the cause and ask a midpoint question worth up to 20 juicy points. After round six, you can wager any or all those points you've been building up and take a shot at the final round. It's a series of theme-based questions we call the gauntlet. It's just that easy, baby. But this game ain't gonna play itself, players. Let's get it on. All right, Mike, take it away. All right. We'll kick it off. Uh, question one from round one. Let's talk about some sports. 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 What is the name or title for the smaller person thrown high in the air during a cheerleading stunt? Uh, sure. We're locked in. Damn. Oh, they're like, Go yeah. ahead and talk that <laughs> out. So my niece is one of these. I okay. think it's called a flyer. Okay. I think it's called a flyer. Okay. Jonathan's giving you a lot of K because he's got no is idea. Is there anything else you want to add to that or is that just... Um, that's that's the term that's coming to mind most. What, that Christy flyer? Amar's daughter was was one of these two. She was a flyer. Okay. So Because um, they're the top... Because you have, you have base, you have flyers and you have base. So base obviously are the people that are the base all your base are belong to us all your base are belong to the flyer it's all about that base. all right about that i think base. it's called we're locking with flyer so you have your bases you have your spotters who make sure your flyers don't break their necks so it's flyer and the correct answer is flyer Woo-hoo! well done well ben done. starts us off with one look at that dare i say he's anything else but in fuego <laughs> Let's move on to uh, question two in round one, and let's talk about religion. In 1784, this man issued the Deed of Declaration and established the Methodist Church. Tell me his name. We're locked in. Okay. All right. We're saying Wesley. And we said John Calvin. I think they're right. I think it's Wesley. Yeah. I think I'm right, too. Yeah. I'm, man, Eric's going to kick me. Anyway, go on. I'm sorry, Mike. Go ahead. I think they're right, too. The answer is John Wesley. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. I went too fast. I should have kept thinking it through. I, I was thinking, like, C. Yeah. What's yeah, the you C went, guy? Yeah, you went C, and then you said, <laughs> then you confirmed, and I was just, I should have just, I said, should have just said, hold up for a second. Let me think about it, because it was in there. And Wesley, it's weird, though, because there's Wesley in. That is a thing, so it can right. kind of mess you up, but no, it's. But well, Wesleyan University, as well as, the, I mean, just, and, yeah, because Calvinism 
is uh, is a denomination in the Christian Absolutely. church. Absolutely. So, do you know who else is going to be disappointed in you, Chris? Besides God. me, one of our listeners. Oh yes, God. <laughs> God is in fact disappointing Chris right now. He's like, he's like, <laughs> my son. Why do you always miss my question? <laughs> no, I'm <it's>, sorry. <laughs> one of our listeners is named after John Wesley. Oh, oh yeah, Wesley. Wesley, Wesley Wells. Wells. Yes, he's disappointed. In I you know. Right I didn't now. know that actually. It's interesting. Yes. It makes sense, but I didn't know that. All right, moving on. All right, uh, we'll move on from there and go on. Uh, question number three in the first round. Despite the rule against it, which state actually did put a living person on its state quarter? Looking for the name of a state. Real quick, what was the category? Uh, I have this as money. It's Texas with Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> How about them cowboys? Good Lord, man. Are you writing down all 50 states? I am. <laughs> Those guys. Do we have to sing 50 Nifty again? Probably. It's a great song. Oh. Oh, no, they're coming together. Come together. <laughs> right now. We're locked in. All right, then. Man, okay, we we've had an interesting conversation back and forth. So we're on actually this. we we were thinking uh, we're we went about it two different ways. Chris is looking at it as who is important enough that's alive that's important enough to be on a quarter, and I was thinking who would break the rule? What state, <laughs> what state would, would break the rule? Oh, geez, now now if that's the way to look at it, I know exactly what state I would choose. <laughs> so I was thinking of someplace like Nevada, um, and they probably put like a Vegas guy on there because if it's if it's the original run of the state quarters, it's 1999 to 2009, so it'd have to be someone who was still alive during that time. And in, during that time, it could have been Sinatra. But again, but also if you're talking about Nevada, you're talking about later on in the run. So you're talking more like 2007, 2008, because I think they were, I think they were clearly they're in the last half of it. But right. were, I, I think they were fairly deep. Well, you threw out Arkansas, like maybe, maybe like it was put Clinton, Clinton, but I don't think yeah. they would put an impeach president on a quarter. And and, I don't but think so. I don't think so either. I think you're, I think you're right on it. I mean, I don't think he was actually impeached though, was he? Yes. Was he impeached? Okay. He was impeached. He was not convicted. I always yeah. get that confused. That's the first part of getting him out and of then, office. Yeah. And then I was, because then I was also thinking about later on um, states, because like we talked about originally Alaska and Hawaii. And then I came up, I said Arizona, because Arizona, I think, was number 47 or 48. Mm -hmm. And I said, uh, I said John McCain, because John McCain kind of fits that mold. I mean, he was an American hero. He was, I mean, captured over in Vietnam um, and whatnot. And then as a state senator. This has also got this no closer to an answer. I completely agree with you. (laughs) So so the answers are, I think it's either, I, I think we almost have to answer Vegas. You mean Nevada? Sorry, Nevada. No, you should go Vegas. Vegas, yes. <laughs> no, no, Chris did not speak for us. <laughs> we did not say the magic words. All right, thank you very much. I'm anyway. in. I just, I was thinking. Of, I do not sound like that, thank you. Sometimes. I mean, if, honestly, if we're if it's from the rule breaker standpoint, John would probably say California. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Or Massachusetts. Or no. Massachusetts. <laughs> Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Rhode oh. Island has a long history of doing their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you really, you want to go with Nevada? Because I mean, it's, I mean, a, what, it's a shot in the dark. What else are they going to put on their quarter? <laughs> Gold. No, they're the silver state. Silver. 
Silver. <laughs> well, let's see. Hoover Dam's not in Nevada, is it? No, that's in. No, it's in. It's in Nevada. It could be the Hoover Dam that's yeah, on the state probably, quarter. Yeah. It could just be a damn Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> Man, there's a vacuum cleaner on my quarter. That's amazing. <laughs> that would suck. Oh, <laughs> he pulls it through. Oh, that was great. All right. Uh, so, Arizona? <laughs> sure, Arizona. All right, we're locked in with Arizona. Okay, so Ben and I were both just searching around, same as you guys, and I he, he hit on politicians. He thought about Reagan for California, but I didn't think California was right. I don't think Reagan's on there. I ended up in a space with musicians because music, like Louis, if, you, if you tell me Louis Armstrong's on the Louisiana uh, quarter, I'd be like, sweet. So you're thinking like Tennessee. But Louis Armstrong's dead, so it ain't going to work, right? Then I thought, oh, Ray Charles, Georgia on my mind. That is the stuff. And then I realized, nope, That's just a peach. Just a peach. It's on, it's the whole yep. quarter is just a peach. Yep. And then we hit on what we thought was our best answer, which would be B.B. King for Tennessee, kind of Beale Street kind of thing. And so we said Tennessee. And what was your uh, what was your uh, your thought process for Rule Breaker? Rhode Island. Your... No, Rhode Island. Oh, okay. Rhode, oh, Rhode you Island. Legitimately, we're saying Rhode Island. You no, know, yeah, Rhode Island. If oh. you go back historically, especially Revolution times and before the when they were just the colonies, right? They did their own thing. It doesn't matter what everybody else is doing; they're going their own way. Okay, really? Yeah. I thought you were just throwing that out there to try to throw us off a little bit. You so. can go your own way. All right. So the question, despite the rule against it, which state did put a living person on its state quarter? Issued in two thousand and two. It has the state outline, and the caption is the birthplace of aviation pioneers. North Carolina. Ohio? It has a right flyer built by two gentlemen who were from there and a picture of an astronaut because Neil Armstrong is a native of Wapakoneta, Ohio. Oh, Ohio. Ohio and and North Carolina argue First in flight versus birthplace of aviation. Yeah, yeah, because the, the Wright brothers were born in Ohio. Yes, One indeed. of the things that Ben and I talked about was astronauts Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong, and neither one of us knew where either of them lived or were born. So we thought about those but couldn't get anywhere with it. Well, the funny part is I think I said Buzz Aldrin, but I did not say Neil Armstrong. It's like, what the crap? It wouldn't have helped us. We didn't know where he was from. Yeah. So boo. Oh well. Oh, I was. I thought. I thought BB King had a good shot of being right, man. Ten points for Mike. And the end of the first round. The score is twenty to ten. Jonathan and Ben are in the lead. <sighs> Sorry, Carmela. That religion question. I should have nailed that one. That's fine. It's not a big deal. All right. We're we're Ex- moving on. Let's Ex- do it. Excommunication. All right. First question of the second round. The category is agriculture. Now, we all know that the top wheat-producing state in the U.S., we know what that is. Of course, y'all. We do? Harumph. According to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, who is number two? And this is based on the number of bushels of wheat produced. Hell, who's number one? Can't tell you that. Can't touch this. Okay, so you want the number two... Wheat-producing state in the U.S. That Who does correct. number two walk for? I'm looking for the name of the state. I almost guarantee we're both going to end up naming number one as our answer. We're locked in. We're pretty sure it's a Midwest state. Yep. 
I knew we should have gone Midwest. Why'd you tell me Hawaii, man? <laughs> Why some, did you say Maine? That's some good herb. I mean, grain. Good grain. Sorry. Chris had said, well, what about Texas? Because it's big enough. Said, <laughs> but, but Texas has got other things kind of going on. They do other uh, exports. They do a lot of livestock. I'm thinking of a place that kind of doesn't have a ton of other things. <laughs> I'd just like to point out that you just said Texas has it going on. No, David would agree. <laughs> so my first instinct was Kansas, but carry on my wayward son. But can't determine if that's the first one or the second one. Yeah. So. But in all fairness, it is at least an answer. It is an answer. <laughs> uh, so. We throw out Iowa uh, as a possible. It's I know it more for corn, mm. but doesn't mean it can't be number two in wheat. Yeah, that was like my first response was I, Iowa. I just I remember uh, a friend of mine talking about because she was born there, just a lot of wheat fields and stuff like that. I didn't tell you that part, but uh, it's just you, again should have. <laughs> well, but it's it's just a limited area, so I mean it's just. The thing I said to Carmel about Kansas was I was like, at least at least it's an answer. I mean, it's just like, and she seemed pretty confident in at least it being the first or the second. <laughs> yeah, but, that's but, what I'm afraid of because we don't know the first. Let me bring out my bag of nothing again. No, put it away. All right. Put it away. It's away. Keep in your pants, Chris. Gross. What? Disgusting. I'm telling you, keep your bag of nothing in your pants. Where else would you have your bag of nothing? In his backpack. Yes. Oh, I thought it was My in backpack his... of holding. I thought it was in his pockets. <laughs> That's a terrible place to put a bag of nothing. We're moving on. Anyway, so do you want to go with, I mean, do you want to go it's, with an Iowa? It's where literally it's like a it's coin a hot... flip. Okay. It's literally a coin flip of you, Kansas or Iowa. Do you have a coin? Uh, in my bag. Hey, guys. Jonathan's literally throwing coins at us. It's at your feet. I landed on the foot. On, you landed on his right foot. I am the king. Which one's which? Well, do we really want to call it in the air? Coin, coin, coin flip. Kansas is heads. Iowa is tails. All right, do it. Tails. All right, Iowa locked in. Okay. We had identical logic. Um, I wrote down. We I wrote down Nebraska, Iowa, Kansas, and Missouri. I was like, it's got to be one of these four. We know Nebraska's known for corn, corn huskers. Iowa's got a lot of corn too. I wrote down Wichita State because <laughs> Wichita. they're the shockers, and then we know that's that's a wheat shock, shock of wheat. wheat. Um, but I wrote that for whatever reason I thought they were in Missouri, and he was like, "No, I think they're in Kansas." They're like, in yeah, Wichita, dude. Pretty Wichita, sure Wichita, Missouri. Exactly. <laughs> sure Wichita's in Kansas, and uh, we were like, "Okay, well, we don't know if the other two states are big for wheat, so we went with Kansas because we know that they're known for wheat." So we locked in Kansas. All right. Uh, you mentioned Texas earlier. Um, it is actually number nine on the list. Wow. Uh, so they do make, make a good amount of wheat down oh, there. Oh, now I'm thinking Oklahoma. Oklahoma is number five. Okay. Uh, Montana comes in at four. Washington comes in at three. Whoa. Washington State. Man, Ooh. had no idea. Number one uh, with, where are we at there? There we are. Uh, number one with 333 million bushels of winter wheat is Kansas. Yeah, it figures. Number two, 238 million bushels of Nebraska. hard red spring wheat Nebraska. is, uh, shout out to North Dakota. Oh, oh, no. oh it's a homer question. I was getting so excited. I was like, he's I was like, say Iowa. I was like, Iowa? He's going to say Iowa. <laughs> and then he went North Dakota. North Dakota. Uh, North Dakota. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, we were down there making the weed and all that good stuff. Eh? <laughs> way, way to make us learn to hate North Dakota. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I wasn't ever guessing North Dakota. 
Sorry. It's okay. At least it wasn't curling. It's a great drinking sport, along with trivia. Round two, question two. The category is anatomy. And the question is, where on your body would you find a lunula? That is L-U-N-U-L-A. For those of you who need to see it, L-U-N-U-L-A. How comfortable are you with that answer? 97. Say it, Carmel. We're locked in. There's the magic words. Ben, where's your lunula? I don't know. So your uvula is in your mouth. (laughs) Agreed. Where on the body is your lunula? Can you repeat the question? Where on your body would you find a lunula? A lunula. On your body. Right, and it said a lunula, not your lunula. So it could be more than one. Yeah. The question, the way it's worded, hence it is on the outside of the body, not on the inside. I agree. Lunula. So luna, lunar, moon, moon. Is it your ass? Could be like an ass hair? Could be. Could be a mole on your ass. It could be another name for a hemorrhoid. Oh, shoot. So it's literally the ring around your butthole. Yep. (laughs) Unulo. I fell into a burning ring of fire. (laughs) Down, down, down. It would be funny if it was a fire. And it burns, burns, burns. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. So So something I was thinking, maybe it could be the webbing between your fingers or toes. Really? Why would you think that? I don't know. Because it's on the outside and you have more than one. Okay. Anything on the outside of my body I have more than one of that doesn't have a common name otherwise? Do we have any other things about... Could eula mean hanging? Could it be like could. an earlobe? Could be. That's. I actually like that a lot. It's kind of crescent-shaped like a moon, mm-hmm. perhaps? Mm, I like that. I think that's the best one we've come up with so far. So do you want to say ear? Yeah, I would say you, you find it on your ear. All right, let's say ear. We're locked in with ear. So uh, I am pretty sure if you hold out your hand... And you look at your fingernails, there's this little white half moon oh. on the base of your fingernails. I think you find it on your fingernail. All right. Also known as the visible part of the root of the nail, it is the tiny crescent at the base of each nail, finger or toe. Wow. Boom. Nice job. Great job knowing Noah. that. We got there. We just picked the wrong, just picked pa- the wrong body part, part moon. Yep. Darn it. Considering you started at your ass. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so in this case, you didn't pull it out of your uh, ass. See, that's the thing is most of the time I finish at my ass. This time I started there. That was unpleasant. All right, we will move on to uh, question number three for round two. July 16th, 1945, the U.S. Army detonated the first nuclear device beginning the atomic age. What was the code name for the first detonation of a nuclear device? First detonation. See, I so, think he's asking for the name of the bomb. Are you looking for the name of the bomb or of the event? There was a name for the event. Yeah, something different. I think Chris just lost his answer, too. Not necessarily. All right, we're locked in. Crap. Okay, so it's in there somewhere. So we, we're, we're skirting near it. We know that the Manhattan Project was the name of the overall project for the development of the bomb. We know that the Enola Gay was named of the plane that dropped it on Hiroshima. We know the Fat Man and Little Boy were the actual bombs they used to bomb Hiroshima and Nagasaki. But we also know that this event was the test of the bomb a few weeks before they actually dropped it. 
And we know that we think that Bikini Atoll was the name of the place that they dropped the bomb. Could it be something like beach, like beach party or beach something, thinking about Bikini? It could be. No, you know what, though? Bikini's got their name from this. From that. So I'm thinking it's something like Midnight, like nuclear midnight it would have been something that they called it it would not have been it would not remind you of a nuclear weapon blackout like a like yeah like a black thursday or hollywood midnight or something i don't know why hollywood is in my head i don't know why that there's a connection there i also there's a futurama episode where he goes back in time he goes to to this place at the moment that they detonate the bomb because he becomes his own grandpa And I feel like they referenced the name of that pl- name of this event in that episode, but I can't okay. pull it right now. Threat Level Midnight? Is that a wrestling team, I think? Threat Level Midnight? No, that's the name of the um, novel that um, the guy from The Office wrote. That was a fictional name of the novel, oh, okay. Threat, level, Threat okay. level Midnight. That was in there somewhere. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's called that like, should be a tag team name, by the way, Jonathan. Threat Level Midnight. <laughs> Mike's about to write down a piece of trivia. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, Michael Scott's play, dude. If you want to say Hollywood something, I, I I don't have I don't know if I have this information in my head. So you might be saying something that's right, and I can't confirm because I don't know if I know the answer. Now, if the right answer comes out and I am aware of it, then nothing I can do about it. This is tough. It's gonna be wrong. So I mean. So you're okay with us answering anything? Because I'm, I don't. Know I mean, I'd know. like it to sound like what you would name a. He a would code like for you to have the right answer. It's, no, I'd like for it to sound. I feel like, like, a like code it's got name. something to do with midnight or darkness or evening. Twilight. Yeah, like Twilight, Hollywood Twilight or California Twilight. Because I think they detonated like over Arizona or something like that. Or, no, know. that's a different thing. See, see, uh, the the Bikini Atoll is one thing. There was also detonations in Alamogordo, New Mexico. They were Mm -hmm. testing there, too. Mm -hmm. You you were saying something about beach. Beach beach blanket bingo. (laughs) The BBB, obviously. I just, I don't know. I just feel like, I don't don't know. Do you know? I don't think he knows. Let's just pick something to go with it. (laughs) He is just resigned. It's like, bump this, I'm out of here. The bikini bombings. Let's go with that. We'll lock in with the bikini. No, let's say Hollywood something. Oh, finish your statement, Ben. Finish it. We'll lock in with Hollywood. Just Hollywood. All right. So uh, we didn't really know. Um, Obviously, we didn't either. (laughs) So I don't know. It sounded like Ben was on to something, but it's just there's there's just something in in the nether regions of his brain that just was not turning on. So the actual bombings of Nagasaki and Hiroshima wasn't until August 6th and August 9th. So we knew this had nothing to do with that. And by way, she means her. She knew it wasn't until then. I was like, oh, good to know. But we didn't know anything other than the Manhattan Project, so we said the Manhattan Project. Yep, man, if it's the Manhattan <laughs> Project, we are dumb. I would, I would, yeah, okay. Mike? The weapon's actual informal nickname uh, was the Gadget. Um, oh. Yeah, uh, it was a test of the implosion of the design of a plutonium, a uh, plutonium, wow. <laughs> plutonium. That's what you use when you're in a platoon and you use one of these. <laughs> it's the plutonium. That's where William Defoe's in charge. Exactly. Yeah, yep. Okay, yep. I know where this goes now. Yeah. Uh, the actual name for the test was Trinity. Oh, wow! No, I, I had no did, idea. You were, ben, you were trivia. right there. You were right. Yeah, there. I was so close. So close. 
<laughs> so I did this from a this Matrix a Hollywood trivia. Trinity. <laughs> we were playing songs from the Matrix to help them out. All right. That is the end of the round. Ben, we got swept in that round. We still have 20. Ben, you're with me. Carmela and Chris, <laughs> they got 10 in that round. So it's now 20 to 20 after two rounds. Thank right. you, massive fingernail knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's see if we can get some more, more points on the board then. Round three, first question. We're going to church. Take me to church. <laughs> Nobody knows the words of this song. It's just... <laughs> I, I know the words. Okay. Oh, something about Shrine of Your Life. There you go. That's close, yeah. What is the first book in the King James Bible named for a woman? We're locked in. Okay, so it's either Esther or Ruth. I think Ruth was around the prophets back in yes, the Ezekiel Daniel territory. Ruth, Ruth was David's grand Ruth was David's grandmother. Great grandmother. She so was ruthless. She was she was his greasy greasy granny. <laughs> greasy greasy granny cuz Ruth gave birth Don't to Obed who gave birth to Jesse who gave birth to David. So Ruth would have immediately preceded 1 Samuel. Mm, because that's, that's where the story of David started. So you got Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Judges. Joshua, Joshua, Judges, First and Second Ruth, First Samuel, Second Samuel, First Kings, Second King, Second Kings, First Chronicles, Second Chronicles. And I feel like it goes into See, where's Esther? Esther was pre. Esther was after. No, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Esther was the story before David. Esther, Esther's story was the persecution of the um, Israelites in where? Where was where was um, Haman? Haman, you remember Haman? Where was he from? That, that, I, I feel it like Egypt? it was persecution, but I think this was after the fall of Jerusalem, after the line of David. So it was like David and then Solomon. I, always, and those kings I felt and then, like Esther was the f- before David because before you had. So as um, Joshua is when they invaded and they took over, they went to the promised land. Then they went into Judges. I don't think it's chronological, Judges. Dude. I don't think it's chronological. I don't feel because like Ruth, Ruth comes after I Judges. I will tell you that Esther is when, is, is when the, um, I think it was either the Assyrians, the Assyrians were in control. Okay. And that would have been like around the sixth century BC. I mean, you so know, this would have been way after David, way after all those guys. You know more than I do. So if you say Esther is, is where, because the prophets don't come in until after Jerusalem falls. That's right, ha- I agree. That's after that, I agree. I'm pretty sure Esther is with Xerxes, that, that, which would have been many centuries after all of that occurred. All right, David so you want to go with BC? I'm on, I want to go with Ruth. All right, we're locked in with Ruth. In a, in a shocking turn of events, uh, <laughs> Chris and I wrote down the same book of the Bible, <laughs> and that book was Ruth. And Ben, you're spot on. Right, Thank I was you. really impressed. I was like, "Dang, Ben could have taught this crap." Thank you. I was just like, I "Hey, actually, I knew Ruth." Doctor Tasic would have been impressed. Anyway, Mike, what's the answer? There were three that I came up with. Esther was the 19th book. Judith was the 18th. And the 8th book of the Bible is Ruth. Nice job, Ben. Yeah, well done. Very well done. I'm just happy I wrote Judith must be in the Apocrypha. I've never heard of that one. All right. That's that's a possibility. I think that might be in the Catholic Bible. Over there near Maccabees. Yeah, the Hebrew and the Protestant Bible do not have Judith, only the uh, 
Catholic and the Eastern Orthodox yep. have all three. Oh, so that's why I know who Judith is. All right, round three, question number two. Let's talk music. Music! Name the only percussion instrument in a typical Baroque orchestra. I feel like I've heard this recently. Have you? Maybe it's something else similar. So it's a poor orchestra. They can't afford very much, so it's going to be something cheap, Ben. Boo. They're Baroque. They're what? They're Baroque? <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? It's, after <laughs> it's like they're, they're, it's after they're Boo out of Monet. Monet, yeah. yeah. Boo Arns. What this needs is some more cowbell. <laughs> I got also, a fever. <laughs> do, 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 so the percussion instrument is. Uh... <laughs> was well, where was that coming from? Who did that? Was that? From Chris. that was well done. <laughs> that was really that good. That was awesome. <laughs> that was all vocal, guys. It was his mouth didn't even close when he did it. It's incredible. So what else is normal? I mean, my mouth never closes anyway. <laughs> Yet one more useless thing that Chris is really good at. <laughs> Damn! Wow, that was, I was a crushing. little bit of a real burn there. I have some viciousness in the house. Hey, gentlemen, we're locked in. We're locked in. So, all right, so we like say, to call this a hail mary. So Baroque, I think, is eighteen hundreds. Is that the that period it's sure, referencing? It feels right. Um, I think Beethoven was Baroque. Yeah, and it's a French word, so this would be like French French inspired orchestras. So I, I wrote down cymbals, drums, timpani, and triangle. I don't think it's triangle. Me either. Could could be cowbell. I mean, I so here's here's the thing. I don't think that there's a place that's going to have cymbals to if they don't also have drums. Right. Right. I agree. So there is the timpani is the big drum, right? Mm-hmm. Like a thong 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 that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A part of me thinks that one of these kids that's doing its own thing is the xylophone. That would seem so weird for... What is a harpsichord? Is that percussion or is that string? Well, a harp is string. No, a harpsichord. It's kind of like a modified piano thing, but it might be more percussion like a xylophone. And is piano string instrument or percussion instrument? It's a string. Because I've heard there may be some controversy about that a long time ago. There might be, but I I mean, it has strings in it. hit it to play it and not pluck it, but... I don't know. What do I know about I, orchestras? I, yeah, I don't know Jack either, dude. So, uh, I heard he's a nice guy, but I mean, I don't know him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why don't you introduce yourself? I, if I could meet him. <laughs> uh, his son, Ville, is really nice. <laughs> Jack's son, Ville. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I cannot I'll believe you guys I did later. not Thanks for get coming. that. I got it. I laughed. I know. Yeah, Mike no. looked at me quizzically. He's like, I didn't get it until he had to explain it to oh, me. Oh, well, you're not from here, so. <laughs> Chris is out of here. I'm done. All right. It's, it's going to be a solo team from here on in. It sounds was, like it's been mostly a solo team so far anyway. I'd no. say, I'd say. Hey, what does Kelso say, Chris? Bird. I'd say timpani. Let's go with that. Big drum. Yep, big drum. All right. Rambo, sure. sick him. Timpani. So I was trying to remember Baroque period. I think Bach was in the Baroque period. And we've all had our Baroque periods. Yeah. No, I'm still having a Baroque period. (laughs) 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 But we ended up going with piano because I think you can use piano as a percussion instrument. Oh, you might be right. So we said piano. 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 And the answer that I have is timpani. 
Oh, oh shit! Oh. Uh, the drum. Yeah. Well, because you run down drums, I'm like, I can't name a drum. <laughs> that was amazing. That was crazy. Drum, so a it, drum is a percussion instrument. Well, it is a percussion instrument, but you know, it's the one with the guys. Dum, dum, I understand dum, that, dum, but I don't know the name of that thing. I look like Donkey Kong when I do that. <laughs> okay, and with that, we will move on to the final question of round three, which is. You don't know Jack. Or his son, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) You got me. You got me. All right. Telephones have connections uh, using cables and connectors. They've got names like RJ11, RJ45, RJ14, and and so on and so forth. What does the RJ stand for? There are two letters. It is a two-word answer. And you were worried these were going to be too easy? Rut, Joe? (laughs) RJ. I'm Rick J. <laughs> what did the five fingers say to the face? Slap. Cold bloody. And we're locked we're in. We're locked in. Um, Radio Jack. Radio, that sounds horrible. It does. Real Jack. Real. I'm the real Jack. New Jack. New Jack. Right, Moving to the city. The <laughs> Got Jack. that new Jack swing coming at you. Oh, uh, <laughs> so white. It is. It is. That's so bad. Players. There, there, there was a there was an episode of Fresh Prince and Carlton walks in. It's like, get up, get 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 down. Nine one one is a joke in your town. <laughs> <laughs> and Will's like, I used to love that song. <laughs> what other what other words? Radio is like we our can, fallback. We can always go with Rick James. We can always go with that. So, radial, radial Jack. I'm trying to think of what the connectors. If if there's a term for the connectors that we know, so they they use copper wires, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Sometimes they use fiber, fiber optics, optics now, yep. right? Yep. And radial jack. I think it's Monterey. Real jack. Mm. Colby. <laughs> really? Seriously? <laughs> jack in the box. I. You know what? Radio's, radio is as good as anything we've thought of. All right. We're going to go with radio jack. Radio jack. All right. Uh, Carmela did the heavy lifting on this one. so I don't know if I lifted it the right way. So the first thing I wrote down was rotary jack. That sounds amazing. Because I was like, rotary phones and jack, because that's, you jack it into the wall. You jack it into the wall, really? (laughs) You were doing that. (laughs) I'm imitating you over here. I said you jack it into the wall. I wasn't doing this. You so were. Anyway, Mike, we locked in with rotary jack. All right. Uh, As started by the belt system, it is a registered jack. Oh. Registered jack. Never heard of it. Registered. Boards. And that, my friend, ends the third round. And that, at the end of the third round, Ben and Jonathan have 40. Chris and Carmela have 30. It is 40 to 30. These questions are kicking. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What's the midpoint category? Uh, The midpoint category is politics. Politics. What are they good for? Absolutely nothing. Say again. Ah! All right. There have been eight presidential State of the Union addresses in the last 10 years, from 2009 to 2018. 
And during those uh, State of the Union addresses, five different cabinet positions have filled the role of designated survivor. For four points each, name them. Cabinet positions? Cabinet positions. We're going to lock in with our wrong answers. Okay. All right. So, so after he explained to me exactly what a designated survivor is. It's, it's uh, Kiefer Sullivan. Sullivan. Nice. Yeah. So here's what I know about a uh, designated survivor is anytime that they do a state of the nation or any large address that has Congress and Senate in there, as well as all the cabinet leaders, they designate one person to not be in the building just in case the building blows up. Usually it's a lower level cabinet person that doesn't have very much high profileness in them. Because they want the big people to be there just in case the camera um, um, shows them and cheering or whatnot. And, I mean, they've been doing this for a number of years. And so, first one I wrote was HUD Secretary. And then, I, uh, then did you write Interior or did I write you Interior? You wrote Interior. Okay, and then Secretary of Interior. Uh, uh, and then you wrote... Uh, Health and Human Services. Which is just, that's perfect because that matches this beautifully. Um, I also wrote down the Treasurer and the Attorney General. Yeah. So I think we should probably go with those five because what would be so helpful in a question like this is to know all the cabinet uh, all the, know the cabinet <laughs> p- positions because that would be beautiful because then you can look well, at them. it's not going to be the Secretary of State. It's nope. not going to be the Secretary not. of Defense. It will not. Nope. Maybe the Secretary of Agriculture. I don't know. That's actually a good one. I forgot about agriculture because most people do, um, sadly enough. <laughs> it's an important... The, the, it's, I, it's, I joke around it, it's, but it's, it's so true. It's the first one if you're listing them alphabetically. Oh, it's the Secretary of See, there you go. So the question is, if we add agriculture in there, which one would you want to... I would almost want to drop the Treasury Secretary for that because, again, money's always a big ticket thing, even though if you gave me 10 names, I could probably still not pick the person out who is our tre- current tre- uh, Treasury Secretary. We can do agriculture. Okay. I'm going to kick myself if it's the Treasury Secretary, but I think agriculture is... <laughs> I wrote down a dollar sign, and he's like, what does that mean? I'm like, the Treasury. <laughs> so, I, don't, I don't know money. All right. So, Mike, our final answers are HUD Secretary, Secretary of the Interior... Health and Human Services, uh, the Attorney General, and uh, Secretary of the Agriculture. So we didn't have the full logic that y'all had um, that told you to go with low-ranking people, which is unfortunate if that is how it's done, because if that's how it's done, I would have included education as one of them. Um, yeah, our, but, our logic was opposite. Yeah, we, in all fairness, education is usually a big-ticket one because they always talk about the education uh, about some sort of education during the State of the Union address. So usually they're going to flash on that person. So anyway, I'm sorry. Go on that. I mean. Whoa, no flashing, Mike. Didn't know we were passing out trench coats for the State of the Union. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, we said State, we said Secretary of State, Secretary of Treasury, Secretary of Defense, uh, Director of Homeland Security, and Secretary of Interior. Okay. Over the last 10 years, five different cabinet Positions have filled the role of the designated survivor, also known as the designated successor. Nobody got a perfect score. Uh, 2010, it was HUD. Uh, 2011, it was Interior. Energy has had it twice uh, from 2013-2014. Transportation has had it once in 2015. And also having it twice in 2012 and 2018 was the Secretary of Agriculture. Nice job so, on that one. 
Yeah, so, so Carmelo, we got, I yeah, have we got with three. three out of five, and Jonathan and Ben I have with one out of five. After the midpoint, Jonathan and Ben have a slight lead. Because of the good old Secretary of the Interior, the score is 44 to 42. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Close game. All right, guys, that is the end of the first half of the game. Before we go on to the second half, I want to tell you that this week's show is sponsored by Water Cooler Trivia. You guys have heard me talk about Water Cooler Trivia before. It's an awesome trivia game that gets emailed directly to you and your coworkers on Mondays for a little bit of trivia fun. Water Cooler Trivia doesn't have to be about work. I mean, it's awesome at work, but it could just be for a group of friends who likes to play trivia together. I mean... When you go out to a pub quiz, you're uh, you're spending, what, two hours out at the restaurant, you're buying dinner, you're having a couple of drinks, you have to get people together, and it's fun to play with your friends, but every once in a while, isn't it fun to play against your friends? I think it is. So water cooler trivia is not just great for work, it's also great for a group of friends who wants to play a trivia game together. It's really easy to get set up. You just go to watercoolertrivia.com to set up your group. They'll create a link for you. You share with anybody you want to play with. And uh, you'll get the questions each Monday. You'll get the answers back and the scores on Tuesdays. And uh, it's a heck of a good time, guys. So how much does it cost, Jonathan? Well, that's a good question. I can tell you this. Your first month is free, which is freaking awesome. And they're not going to use your credit card and start auto-charging you either. Your first month is legitimately free. And after the free trial, if you want to keep going, and honestly, why wouldn't you? You can keep going for just a buck or two per participant per month. Seriously, per month. So (laughs) let me drive that home to you. You know, that's literally less than the cost of one cup of coffee per month to have an awesome trivia game with your friends. Pretty freaking cool if you ask me. So when you create your group, if you enter Trivial Warfare, it's trivial with an L at the end, in the referral section, You'll get three months free if you sign up a group or an office for a year of trivia, which is a fantastic deal. So make it happen. Watercoolertrivia.com. Round four. Round four. First question is U.S. history. Who was the first? Should it be what was the first or which? I don't know. Who was the first state to secede from uh, uh, to form the Confederate States of America? Who was the first state to secede to form the Confederate States of America? We're locked in. Pretty sure it's South, South Carolina. Carolina. Yep. Yep. We're locked in with that. We said South Carolina. Yep. Look at that. See, you guys are doing awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Hugs. <laughs> Who was the first state to go back in? Tennessee. 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 They were also the last one to secede. That's yep. true. And they're the only 10 I see. Ah. Uh, <laughs> So that's like a LIFO last in, first out? <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, state accounting. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Round four, question two. Uh, this question's a matter of life and death. If you have died intestate, how have you died? Intestate? Intestate. Could you spell intestate, please? I sure can. I, I am... cannot. <laughs> this is not a spelling bee. There's a B in intestate? <laughs> Yeah, Spell Shazeski. <laughs> Intestate. Would you like to okay. see it again? No, no, no. We got it spelled out. Just, I'm just trying to wrap my my way around the word. Hey, Mike, what's the category again? 
It was actually it was life and death. Life but, and death. And yes, the question was, if you died in test, if you have died in test date, how have you died? Okay, we're locked in. I don't mind talking this out because yeah. I just <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So okay, because one one of the first things that Carmel and I were trying to do is we're trying to break down the word and test date and test. Intestine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, the first thing I wrote down was internal bleeding, and then Carmela kind of uh, ixnayed that because that's called something else, and I can't really read your handwriting. Right. Well, but... I know if you bleed out, it's in, you extanguinate, and okay. I think internal bleeding is the same thing. That, and that makes perfect sense. So uh, that's why we cross that out quickly. If you've been chewed, you've been masticated. I knew that part because, <laughs> yes, because, yes, because uh, I had some friends of mine that were messing around with me with mastication. And so <laughs> Did we... they have you masticate your weenus? We're moving on. Anyway. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's, that's your yes, weenus. Yes, I know. I know. It's an old joke. <laughs> uh, and, and you pick on us for the bad jokes. Anywho, but then I wrote intestinal something or other because I really wanted to be as scientific as possible. And you're like, dang, you're writing a lot. So, yeah, because yeah. I couldn't see what you I writing. literally wrote intestinal something or other. And then you wrote... Digested. Yes. And I was thinking, like, I mean, it just makes sense. Intestate, just, it just seems to be that general region. Yeah, but how would you get there? Well, through without, the mouth. Without being masticated first. Well, it could be you swallowed something. That because you didn't chew it, like like a snake or, eating a mouse potentially, or like swallowing a marble. I mean, I know I did that. I know for, I had a friend of mine that literally swallowed like a buck and quarters on a dare. All those quarters had to die in test eight. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Mike, did they like, come out? They did painfully. Okay, that's, that's enough. Painfully. Yes. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Don't uh, put a dollar and only get 75 cents back. I yeah. mean, just. <laughs> yeah. That inflation. <laughs> uh, you get your quarter back. Anyway. Um... So digested? Well, he said, how do you die? So is You were it just digested. Like... Oh. No, I don't think it's been... the person's been chewed. I'm thinking they had like this, dist- like intestinal distress or like their intestines bursted or something they like that. They fought themselves to death. Yeah, this is what we waited for him to get out of the bathroom for. Great. Hey, you said intestinal abuse, right? But anyway, back to Carmella, the one that's important here. So what Don't do you Don't th- you forget it. <laughs> my house. Anyway, sitting inside of my house, my house. Anyway. <laughs> Look, I bought you lunch. So that's what I that's what I was trying to mean was that there was some sort of like oh I a thought it was perfor- just a, you thought a, a, no I wasn't trying like to say your somebody was eaten exploded yeah is- yeah no not that somebody's been eaten oh that's what I was going for well that's what eaten. yes I mean I guess we could go zombie we can go digested I mean but what's what's the worst that can happen to us we get it wrong yeah it's not so bad all right lock it in digested locked in all right so. I think we went in a different direction. We did. So we were saying the way that the question was worded, it seemed to be more of a what was the state the person was in when they died, not what caused their death or the the manner in which they died. Ben picked up on this, and I was like, oh, that's This could be totally bad logic. But also when you spun the computer around, 
and it showed the question, we noticed the word legal was in the top left hand corner of the screen. So that led me further down that path of logic to say maybe it's int estate. In other words, something related to the person's estate at the time that they died. So we started saying, well, maybe they did not have an estate or they didn't have they died without any money. So we went with the person died with no money. Okay. So, Mike, did it have the word legal in it? Because it did have the wow, word legal in it. I didn't notice it. it either, but Ben caught that immediately. I mean, it did have the word legal in the upper left-hand corner. Okay. Everybody saw the same slide. Yep, saw I the showed same. the slide to everybody. What's the answer? According to the law of descent and distribution, you have passed away without a valid will or binding declaration. Mm. Oh, close. man. All right. Close. No will. Round four, question three, American government. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, known as the ATF, apparently they don't like explosives, mm. falls under which of the president's cabinet members? Well, you love you some cabinet, huh? <laughs> My goodness. There. I'm a government kind of guy. Would you like to Japan some, uh, some uh, cabinets I have here? <laughs> Because we learned that Japan is a verb, apparently, in the last game. Huh? Yeah. I thought it was a country. Yeah. It, it, it's that, too. The country's a verb? Yes. The word. the word Japan is a verb to describe a way Meaning, to... Meaning, if I may ask? Having to do with lacquering things. Okay. Yep. All right, we're locked in. Oh, wow. That was really quick, guys. Okay. Well, so the first thing I wrote down was Homeland Security, but the only concern I have with that is that... I know it's been around for a good, a good long while. And so I'm not comfortable with Homeland Security, even though it makes sense that it falls underneath that. It, it Really, it's a, it's like a trade thing. It's a uh, economy thing, not necessarily a, okay. a policing. I mean, they, they are federal agents. Right. But, you know, alcohol and tobacco and firearms, these are things that can be traded illegally. Right. Not necessarily within the... So it could be treasury like the... I mean, because um, like we're t I was talking to you about, and, I, and and do you agree with that? I think Secret Service is under treasury. Yeah, it's under one. something weird. It really is. It's not what you would think it is. And so I say we either do labor or we do treasury. Uh, oh, the treaded coin again. All right. <laughs> Ooh. So heads, treasury, tails... Uh, Labor. Coin of doom. It really is. That's Last time, there was not a correct answer on the coin. Okay. So, so which one was heads? <laughs> I don't think treasury. you actually put that on there. Yeah, heads was treasury. All right, tails fine, was let's labor. go treasury. Treasury. So we both felt like ATF had moved out of something like interior uh, and into Homeland Security in the last 10 to 15 years. So we said Homeland Security. All right. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. And I still want to know why it's not ATFE. -E. I mean, that would make sense. She called it fate. Ooh. Oh, firearms, alcohol, tobacco, and, and explosives. explosives. That's legit. That's amazing. Uh, they are more of a police organization. They fall under the Department of Justice, which is headed oh, by the man. Attorney General. Hmm. Oh, All right. That makes I perfect sense. I thought they had moved to Homeland Security. I could have sworn they did. That makes perfect sense. If I had thought of the reference, because I remember watching Manhunt Unabomber. And, um, <laughs> of course you did. The, the, it was a miniseries, 10-part miniseries about the Unabomber. And I remember them going to Janet Reno's office. And on her desk, she had um, stacks of papers 
with different titles on it. So it had like trade, World Trade Center bombing, Waco. It was like a number of events. And you realize, holy crap, she was really busy because there were a whole bunch of like disasters and terrorist attacks that happened during the time she was attorney general. Thus ends the round. That is the end of the round. And at the end of the round, 54 to 52, <laughs> Penn and Jonathan have maintained a two-point lead. All right, shall we move on to round five? Round yep. five it is. Question one, dual category to sports and current events. Okay. All right, in Augusta, it's Masters Week. And so we in Augusta turn our attention to golf. My question for you, last year's Masters champion named his daughter after the 13th hole at the Augusta National. What is is the name of last year's Masters champion, and for a bonus, what name did he give his daughter? Oh, so I I know the champion because I recently took note of that and wrote it down so I could ask a question about this person winning the Masters last year. We're locked in. I watch the Masters every single year, but last year was one of the ones I did not really get to watch all that much just because schedule was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Well, you were changing jobs around this time last year. I know the 13th hold is called Amen Corner. So he named his daughter Amen. That's one of our Amen or, uh, yeah, possibly. You asked me, it's like, do you know who won? And I was like, I'm not 100% sure. And then it hit me. Sergio Garcia was struggling, like struggling many, many, many years to, to win at the Masters, and he never did. I mean, he was one of those guys that would he'd come close, he'd get to the 17th hole, and then shoot a 10. Uh, and then you said Amen might make sense as a... Um, uh, uh, as a name, mm-hmm. so if if you think that may make sense, then I mean, and I bl- I'm about ninety nine point nine percent sure that it's Amen Corner. Okay. So so uh, Garcia and Amen. Yeah. So Sergio Garcia is our locked in answer. Amen. Just for, just just Garcia. Well, no, I know it's Sergio Garcia. I'm a hundred percent positive on that. Okay, Garcia. Fine. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent. Anyway, so Garcia is our final locked in answer, and then Amen is the uh, daughter's name. You know Sergio? We also said Sergio Garcia. Like I said, I took a note just the other day about wanting to ask a question about Sergio. And Ben, we were debating on the whole name. I could only name one whole name from the Masters tournament. <laughs> a yeah. whole, whole name? A whole, whole, one whole name. name. <laughs> yeah, we were talking. He, he wrote down Amen Corner thinking that was 13. I thought Amen Corner re- re- was talking about 14, 15, and 16, but I wasn't positive. We couldn't come up with another, another name, so we just said Amen. So we locked in with Sergio Garcia and Amen. Okay. All right. After winning the green jacket last year, Sergio Garcia is our winner. That's the first part. For the bonus, Amen Corner is actually a collection of holes. It is the 11th, 12th, and 13th. Uh, He named his daughter after the par 5 final hole of Amen Corner known as Azalea. Oh, okay. That that makes much more sense as a name. Got it. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, didn't know that. So that just happened at the beginning of this month. So everybody gets 10. Yay. <sighs> All right. Round. Got one. Hey. Round what? Five. Uh, this is round five. Question number two. All right. Uh, the category is awards. After ABC lost the broadcast rights to the Grammys, they had Dick Clark create a new awards program named what? I'm really feeling confident in that, actually. Are you sure? I feel really confident in it. All right, go ahead. I mean, unless, I mean, if, and if you have any thunder have on no something idea. else. All right, we're locked in. 
Isn't there an award show called the AMAs, the American, American Music Awards? That was my first thought. He did American Bandstand. How American long ago? Bandstand. How long ago are we talking for this? I don't know. I mean, now I know that MC Hammer won a bunch of American Music Awards. That would have been early '90s. Okay, so they possibly go back into the '80s. Because the older it goes back, the more likely it's related yeah, to American, American Bandstand, Bandstand was still active in the '80s, and oh. I think into the '90s also. Oh, really? I think I'm not sure. I don't think so. I don't know. But it doesn't matter. It would have died out right around that time. Okay. It, it, I think they, it was called uh, the New Year's Rock and Eve Awards. Oh, it's a good course. Of course. That's my best thought about that. American and Music I'm Awards? I'm pretty sure it comes on ABC, or at least it did back then. All right, we're going to say the American Music Awards. All right. Um, I, as soon as you asked the question, I wrote down American Music Awards. It's on ABC. It makes sense. It, I mean, just it checked all the boxes. After losing the rights to the Grammys in 1974, Dick Clark created the award program known as the American Music Awards. Nice. Yay, back in the well 70s, dang. Done. Round five, the, question. That, that right answer put us into the 70s, finally. Yeah. <laughs> we're a rockin' and we're a bandstand. Oh. Anyway. Keep going. No, no, I'm no, in, no. I'm you, enjoying you, that. You're up there on the podium. Make it, make it happen, baby. All right, we're going back to some Jack trivia because the question is, round five, question three, what hangs from a Jack staff? All that confidence I just got from the last two questions, gone. I really don't know Jack. That is a true statement. True story. Jack staff, one word or two words? I have seen it both ways. And is it spelled in the traditional Jack staff? It is spelled the traditional (laughs) J-A-C-K-S-T-A-F-F. Silent Q. It's a register. Register staff. Register Jack. Way to bring it on home. You know, Ben, I poo-pooed it, but it might be the best answer we come up with. All right. So I was thinking, uh, Christopher. Yes. Uh, about a flag. Okay. Yeah. Union Jack. Union makes Jack. sense. I think being at half Jack is half staff. I think. Okay, I've never heard that term "half jack" before, but if you if that sounds familiar, I, I mean you you have a little more military background than I do, so. Uh, so my instinct says flag. Okay, you were thinking uh, of a uh, uh, the bar, of a the, car jack. <laughs> yes, yeah, the bar and the, that bar that goes into a car jack that lifts your car up off the ground, which it I think be. is just a lever. Well, <laughs> or it's just a bar. Sure, low jack. So <laughs> that would be. But awesome. I, I, I think we should go with flag. Okay, I'm I'm down with that. I didn't hear you say the the uh, the half jack part of it. So no, I like that. Let's do it. Our locked in is a uh, flag. Flag. We literally couldn't think of anything that something hangs off of, except for the one that Ben came up with immediately, which is flag. Okay, cool. It is a vertical spar in the bow of a boat where the usually national flag is flown. Oh, oh yes. nice. I thought for sure you were about to say it's a sail. I was like, oh, you do <laughs> hang a sail. Ah, Nope, the flag. Woo-hoo. The flag. Fine. Holy moly. Sailing we all away. just swept that round. Well Whoa. done. Whoa. What time ever. <laughs> happened? My work here is done. Yes. Oh, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> mic drop. After. No, actually, these are great. <laughs> You've come along it's so a, well. It's a mic drop time. <laughs> you don't want to drop mic. Basically, though. anytime he drops something, it's a mic drop. That's true. Ah. Uh, after the fifth round, the scores are 84 to 82. Curse those two points. Yep. 
Well, I mean, that was you catching up in the midpoint. That's, that's true. That's we not we like did well in the it. midpoint. <laughs> All right, round six, question one, animal trivia. What is the name of the offspring of a lioness known as Panthera leo and a male tiger, Panthera tigris? We're locked in. They're locking in before us quite a bit lately. Okay, so... I'm actually okay with that. Um, I, I wrote down Liger, and then you wrote down Liger, and... Right, but I also Liger, wrote Liger. down Tion, T-I-O-N. Because it's like, it's like a mule hinny situation. Right, yeah. Like, if you flip you know, if you flip who's the mom and who's the dad, you get a different animal. If, 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 yeah, if I've Tion never heard really of Tion. is the thing I'm thinking of, if that's the actual name, it's, is that where the mom is a tiger? Or is that where the mom is the lion? Right. Because we're looking for because the mom is the lion. Because in the animal world, which comes first, the uh, male or the female? Well. <laughs> I mean, usually, no, because usually one, and when they merge the names, usually one is always first and then the, the other sex is always the second. Like like mule? Yeah, well. And hanny? Hanny. Hanny. <laughs> Like I said, I've never heard of Tion. I think I've said that to you like six times in this you conversation. Have. So my apologies. Liger, I have heard of, but it doesn't mean I'm right because usually if it's a science question, I'm usually not right. So Ugh. I'm so upset. <laughs> I'm just so unhappy right now. Where's your thunder? I don't know. It's Will you go there. find it? It's over there somewhere. I need you to go find it. We need it. It's in my trunk. Where's your bag of thunder? <laughs> the bag of thunder i know i forgot something <sighs> fine let's go with liger all right final answer is liger so we had a very similar debate to what you guys had so similar it's it sounded like it was said over there I'm like they're having the same conversation we yep. are right because i was like okay we know we both know that liger is a thing but then i wrote down tigon t-i-g-o-n ah. because i i think i've heard of this but that sounds like a thundercat. I didn't. It does sound like a thundercat. <laughs> was, was that not the first thing I wrote down? Was Tygon? Yeah. I, <laughs> and then I erased. But it I wasn't. We weren't sure, so we we said we have to go with the answer that we know was actually a thing. So we also went with Liger. So the offspring uh, takes uh, the first part of its name normally from the male parent, and so the oh, correct okay. answer is a Tyglon or a Tygon, either one. Uh, there's an, some instances have an L, some instances don't. So, Tygon, had you gone with that, you would have been correct. But we didn't, so we're not. So we're not. You're <laughs> almost there. We were. Uh, sorry, Carmel. Ben is the one who didn't have enough thunder. Yep. Or sorry. rock and roll. I'm okay with Because I kept saying, if you think that, if I was confident a Liger's a thing. Right. I didn't know a Tygon was a thing, and I said, if you believe that's a thing, go with it. Because I don't yeah. think he's going to ask about a Liger. I think it's going to be the other one. And uh, you just weren't sure enough. Yeah, we weren't sure enough. But yep. If I ever get that question again, I know how to answer it. All right. Round six, question number two. Uh, using your ears. If you hear a chanter and a drone in harmony, what are you listening to? Again, if you hear a chanter and a drone in harmony, what are you listening to? We're locked in. So I thought I heard something about a bird being called a drone, but I couldn't really think of anything else on that. So I ste- uh, so we stepped away from that. Uh, the first thing Carmela wrote down was Gregorian jan- chants. Yeah, because, I mean, they're chanting, uh, but you have that long, sonorous sound going on uh, in the background. 
that might be it doesn't sound like that <laughs> oh. every one of those notes was flat <laughs> i i'm a flat guy what can i say yes you are practicing his vowels uh, anyway sometimes why <laughs> <laughs> why am i doing this still i don't know anyway go on so that's what i was thinking because it has that that sonorous continuous note for the most part in the background and that could be called a drone yeah so that, that's what i'm thinking if you want right. to go with that yep let's lock in gregorian gregorian chant. chant all right so when i heard when i saw chanter and drone first thing i wrote down was bees because i know you have bees that are called drones but it was really a wild guess and i'm like you don't listen to bees. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Bees. You listen so you can avoid them. <laughs> there you go. Bees. But then, bees. But then Jonathan was—he's—he kind of had an epiphany over there. So I don't. You. I don't. I don't know about no epiphany, but it certainly wasn't what I would call an epiphany. But I thought you to had, myself, <laughs> you had when the wise men actually reached Jesus. No, I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, what about birds, and specifically. I'm aware of a basketball team named the Chanticleers, and the Chanticleers mascot, I believe, is a bird. So I was thinking a chanter could be related to a Chanticleer or being a type of bird. And we didn't think it was going to be some kind of music specifically, and so we liked the idea of it being like bird song. So we said birds. Okay. If you are listening to a chanter and a drone in harmony, you're listening to somebody playing the bagpipes. Oh, oh, wow. That makes sense. That makes sense. Oh. Man, that's a cool question. Mm, okay. Hmm. Oh. Addy, why didn't you teach me that before now? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Where was the Scottish roots at? And the final question of round six is military. What was the code name of the massive U.S. military troop deployment or exercise in Iraq before it became Operation Desert Storm. We're locked in. Okay. Ben, we wrote down two different things. Yeah, so I wrote down Desert Shield. I'm not familiar with that. I think that was the military buildup, like sending the military, getting people in place, and then the actual declaration of war was Desert Storm. I know that Desert Shield came before Desert Storm. Okay, so you know it's a thing. I wrote down Enduring Freedom. I think... That's a thing, too. Enduring Freedom was the second time we invaded Iraq. Okay. Was with George W. Bush. Desert Storm was George H.W. Bush in the the early 90s. And Desert Shield was a thing. Desert Shield came before Desert Storm. All right, we'll go with that. So we'll lock in with Desert Shield. Just for clarification, we never declared war in Iraq. It's a military action. Thank you for that. And we also agreed with Ben. It was Operation Desert Shield. And Enduring Freedom was the second Iraq war. Yep. It it preceded Iraqi Freedom. We didn't actually declare war on Iraq. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You just said it. (laughs) Give him the... the, You just said it. I know. I understand that. I just give didn't want the, you to have to do the whole didn't actually declare war and then fade back out. I know. Carmella, it was, give, him it the, was the give him the chant to clear. It was the fact that immediately <laughs> after you said there was not a war and then you said the Iraq war, I could not help it. It was That's so fine. right there. Well played. Show, show him your favorite chant to clear. <laughs> <laughs> well, both teams 
are absolutely correct. It is Desert Shield. All right. At the end of the sixth round, score is 94 to 92. Ben and Jonathan have been holding firm since the midpoint. 94 to 92. Close game. What's the category for the midpoint or for the gauntlet? For the gauntlet, the category is night fever. Night fever, night fever. Can you spell night for us, please? Or does that matter? N-I-G-H-T. Thank you. We're locked in. Our wager's locked in. All right. Question number one for the gauntlet. If you suffer from sleep hyperhidrosis, what is your symptom? In other words, what are you suffering from? Carmela is locked in. Our answer is locked in. (laughs) All right, our gauntlet. Second question. In the middle of the night, there is very little light. But which of these occurs the latest in the evening chronologically? Is it twilight, dusk, or sunset? We're locked in. We're locked in. All right. And the final question for the gauntlet. What sportscaster was the first person to inform the world of the assassination of John Lennon at 11.30 p.m. on that same fateful evening. We're locked in. So we're locked in. We're locked in. All right, let's go back through them. Question number one. If you suffer from sleep hyperhidrosis, what is your symptom, i.e., what are you suffering from? I wanted to say wetting the bed. Ben would not let me. He we would not ar- let you wet the bed? No, yeah, well, bad either. <laughs> bed wetter! We, we argued. We eventually cleared off the table and arm wrestled. And God dang it if Ben isn't stronger than I am. <laughs> so we went with his answer, which is excessive sweating. So um, from my time working in claims and benefits, I had to give people information on whether or not we would cover Botox shots for their hyperhidrosis where they paralyze the sweat glands. So it is, you are sweating a lot. <laughs> oh. Oh, red snap on. Apparently, apparently strength did you good this time, Ben. <laughs> yes, dude. All right, question number two. In the middle of the night, there is very little light, but which of these occurs the latest in the evening chronologically? Is it twilight, dusk, or sunset? In the middle of the night, I go walking in my So we, we were pretty confident that sunset occurs first. Yeah. Um, and then he actually wrote down a line from the Star Spangled Banner at the twilight's last gleaming. We felt like that was the last bastion of light, so we wrote down twilight. <laughs> we, I really we went, wish, a, we went I a different really way. I wish I thought of that. <laughs> I would feel so much better about myself if I thought of that. We agreed that sunset is the first thing that happens. Yep. Dusk is kind of that where you have a the sun has gone down, but you still have that pretty large strip of light. And then twilight's where it's just a little itty bitty teeny tiny bit. Also, you know, vampires. <laughs> so Chris's logic was Stephanie uh, Myers <laughs> says Twilight is last. Uh, so we we end up why, saying Twilight. Why did I think not think of the Star Spangled so, Banner? So, so, so far, yeah, we know. So far, we have given the same answers. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a little bit miffed because I feel like these have been the easiest questions <laughs> of the day. <laughs> and he saved them for the gauntlet. No, I'm, these are awesome. I'm just a tiny bit miffed. Just a tiny bit? Oh, yes. Okay. Well, let's see if we can go on and make it a whole lot. <laughs> Question number three. 
What sportscaster was the first person to inform the world of the assassination of John Lennon at 11.30 p.m. on that same fateful evening? So we, uh, Ben immediately wrote down Howard Cosell. He was the preeminent sportscaster of the time. Al Michaels is the only other name that I thought it could be. It would have been very early in his career, though. Eh, no, yeah, no, fairly early. No, Al Michaels well, he, called, he Miracle called Miracle on Ice in that year. But he was still very young, though. He was not as popular as Cosell. Any, but, I mean, he was calling the Olympics yeah, he was. at that time, so he was a popular sportscaster. We uh, said it was probably like a Monday night football thing or maybe during a boxing match sometime, and we went with Howard Cosell. So um, I actually remember seeing the I remember seeing the news clip. I love like eighty documentary shows that like CNN does and whatnot, and I remember seeing that as part of it. And uh, it was during Monday Night Football, and it was Howard Cosell. All right, let's take a look at the answers. Wow, same answers. Uh, that you... almost never happened. I know. <laughs> wow. I'm I'm literally uh, hyper hydrosing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, question number one, sleep hyperhidrosis, yes, is night sweats. Come on, dusk. Question number three. Come on, dusk. Question number three. <laughs> He's going to question. Uh, it was the game between the Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots, and it was Howard Cosell that announced to the world. Question number two. The first thing that happens is sunset. The second and third things make no difference whether we're talking civil, nautical, or astronomical. It is always the same. The second thing that happens is twilight. The final thing oh, is dusk. Yes! Oh, yes! Yes! At 6, 12, or 18 degrees, I believe, below the horizon. Oh, I've never celebrated a wrong answer more than that one, baby. <laughs> oh. Woo. I'm oh. guessing we know what they, ve- what they wager. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so going into the gauntlet. Ben and Jonathan had 94. Carmella and Chris had 92. We both missed the final question because dusk and twilight are actually different things. Who knew? Exactly. So, Chris and Carmella, yes. how much money, and by money I mean points, yeah, we wager, will you lose? We wager negative three. <laughs> <laughs> Damn so that, that loophole. <laughs> I've got to close that loophole, Ben. <laughs> Winner. So now we're at 95. <laughs> yeah, we wagered three. Yeah, we wagered three. Smart wet. Smart, Smart wet? Whoa! We what? were pretty sure that you Smart were going to go with nothing. Yeah. <laughs> we debated going 100, even though we only had 94. <laughs> we were going to pull an Orr Brothers. But I I literally turned to Ben immediately after the, we, we started the discussion. I said, Ben, we are not betting a damn thing and i will fight you on that <laughs> wow and uh he said uh i will fight you if you make me bet more than zero and so <laughs> we absolutely bet zero yeah and i knew so they were gonna do that the yeah, final absolutely. score is 94 to 89 ben and jonathan are the winners you want know very good years <laughs> yep yes they were <laughs> all right so First up, I want to read a couple of reviews. Is that cool with everybody? Yes. Let's do, it. Let's do that. Like we're going to say no? Does <laughs> anybody know. say no? Chris has had to leave in the middle of the gauntlet before. Yep. No, I was. it was It was at the very end of the gauntlet. Thank you very much. We have a review today by... Wow, that's a long one. Oh, this is a, this is a four star, so somebody's going to say something about us. There's a couple of ones and twos that have been coming out recently. Yeah, it's about the length of the show. Yeah, whatevs. 
Hodor. I read all of them, me, so I know. Me too. <laughs> me too. Uh, all the pub quizzing without the obnoxious drunkards, except for that one episode. This, <laughs> this is by I am Tim thirty three, a four star review. I first found out about Trivial Warfare through a forum post Jonathan made on an online trivia league I participate in. It took me one or two episodes to get into it, but this is now my favorite trivia podcast out there. The banter might take some getting used to, but once you've listened to a few episodes, it's like listening to your old high school buddies rip on each other. The trivia itself is a good mixture and generally takes less time than an actual pub quiz, since I'm not waiting for a DJ to finish the song they have to play. That's a good point, by the way. Comparing us to a pub quiz, we're actually shorter. Trivia Warfare, saving you time since 2015. Yep. There's a a slogan for us. Trivial (laughs) Warfare, faster than a pub quiz. (laughs) Uh, The questions frequently have an in to finding the answer that's not just a simple you know it or you don't. Or even if you do know it, can give extra oh wow information. I really like the way the contestants work out answers. There's always something in their reasoning that I can learn from. If I could improve this podcast, I'd make it with more gambling. Okay, allow people to wager more points on categories they think they know. I'd also tend to enjoy the triple threat episodes more, as it makes the final question wagering more interesting. Overall, a great podcast, well worth your time. I'm still going back and downloading old episodes to catch up on it. Hashtag Team Ben. Oh, nice. Thank you. That was actually a nice review. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It sounds like a five-star review there, Tim. I'm just saying. And I'll be honest, I like the triple threats, too. The triple threats are always a good time. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. They are. They're terrible with two people on teams, though. That's that's the problem with those, because they take, like, extra long. You'd have to have three separate people. Yeah, individuals playing. Like we did the 100th episode. Yep. Okay, uh, It's a Keeper by Dart523. I've, ha- I've tried several trivia podcasts, and this is the only one I keep coming back to week after week. Uh, listening to this podcast makes me sound smarter in conversations at work when I share some of the questions with my coworkers. That's a cool little bit there. I like that. You're welcome. Hilarious and informative, October 3rd. I found this podcast earlier this year when I was searching for another outlet for my love of trivia, as well as a way to introduce my boyfriend to that love of trivia. I was pleasantly surprised to find this podcast. Not only are the hosts and players good for a laugh, but I love hearing their thought processes when attempting an answer. The insight is so helpful for a trivia newbie. This podcast is perfect for a relaxing afternoon or a day trip in the car. We've even started downloading old episodes, so we always have a few on hand to listen to. Oh, and now it's my boyfriend who excitedly reminds me on Sundays that there's a new TW episode to listen to. Thanks for helping me share my love of trivia with him. That's cool. That's awesome. I love it. We also have some promotions in the Trivial Warfare Army to announce. First up is Jenna Phillips. Jenna is a new lieutenant. Thank you, Jenna, and welcome. Stuart and Shannon Everett have joined us as a new captain. Thank you, Stuart and Shannon. Uh, We have a new major. His name is Greg. That's all I got. I got Greg. So, Greg, thank you very much. I appreciate you. And last but not least, Josh and Darcy Phillips have come in as lieutenants in the Trivial Warfare Army. Thank you, Josh and Darcy. I appreciate all of you guys. If you are interested in being awesome like these people and supporting the show financially, you can do that at TrivialWarfareArmy.com. Next up, Mike. 
I always give our guests a chance to share anything they want to share, plug a charity if they want, or promote something that they're doing. So this is your time to say basically anything you want. Um, first of all, I have to thank uh, one of your Trivial Warfare members, uh, Heather Peoples, who Peoples. literally turned me on to this and came to play trivia several times and said, you got to go check out this podcast. You got This is right up your alley. You will love this. And she was absolutely right. So nice. thanks to her, um, I, I, I got involved. Thank uh, you, Heather. Thank you very much, Heather. Other than that, um, I really enjoyed this. This was you guys are awesome. <laughs> oh, I, let's not go that far now. No, this is a lot of fun. Yes. Ben Carmel and I are awesome. Jonathan, he can. <laughs> He's kind of okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well then we can just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> had right a good that. time with you, Mike. Thank, Thank you, you so much for writing the questions. But if uh, if anyone's in Georgia and wants to check you out, how do they do that? Yes. Uh, so we're on. Uh, obviously, we've got a Facebook page. It's just right now trivia with Mike Sleeper. We've got uh, a bunch of uh, what you're laughing like I'm just an. Idiot. I'm laughing because my answer was like, okay, on Tinder, the profile name is, she said, if people want to check you out, where do they go? And my mind went to dating. Oh, okay, it's just me. Go ahead. I'm you not see his wedding ring on his finger? Yeah, still, him. it's just, oh. Ignore him. Just keep going. There's plenty of fish and I'm not one of them. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, on, on Facebook, we have a, a trivia page, uh, it's just trivia with Mike sleeper and you can find all of our events wherever we're at. And, um, we'd love to have folks come and play. We just, we have a great time. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. And you are a very good host. He does everything with slides. It's cool. I know. <laughs> it really is. Everything's movies. So it's up on the screens and yeah. there's audio. So I don't know. Got to take a trip up to Augusta. That's a pretty good idea. <laughs> we can have a good time with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that is going to wrap us up. So for Ben, for Mike, for Carmela and Chris, my name's Jonathan, and this has been another episode of Trivial Warfare, where it's not just trivia, it's war. Bye, guys. Take care, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to Trivial Warfare. To learn more about the show and become a warhead yourself, visit TrivialWarfare.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes or in any other good podcast app. And find us on Facebook or Twitter by searching Trivial Warfare. Warm It Up was written and performed by Matthew Stevens. This episode was edited and produced by me, Joel Sharpton. If you need help with your podcast, Find it at propodcastingservices.com. I was like, what? <laughs> Did I prep this for no reason? Hey, you think yes. you were like, what? Ben's like, oh, <laughs> y'all. He's going to be like, Give me what? one second. <laughs> uh, name these eight cars that Detroit put out in the 1970s. <laughs> <laughs> there are 10 players who banked more than 10 minutes in a Pistons game in 1989. Players. All right. <laughs> And all around, and some come down, you can't feel it on the wings of the air. If you sign up a group or an office for a year of trivia, which is a fantastic deal. So make it happen. Watercoolertrivia.com. Daddy.